this is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 10.30 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks. Good morning. Our scripture passage today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14. I'm going to begin reading in verse 16. And I invite you to read along with me if you have your Bibles or a pew Bible handy. Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, beginning in verse 16. It says, Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a piece of land. I must go out and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I've just been married, therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported this to his master. And then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and the lanes of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you have ordered has been done, and there is still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. I love a party. I love a good party. I love a good time. I love to have a reason to celebrate. Tis the season. Halloween is over, so some of you put up your Christmas trees this week. I judge not. It's that time of year. I'm excited about all the wonderful Advent and Christmas festivities that the church has lined up. In the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about it. You know, in 2019, we always have an annual staff party together, and in 2019, uh, my family hosted the staff Christmas party on December 23rd. The reason I remember that date very specifically is because by the afternoon of December 24th, most of us were violently ill. I was the only staff person at the Christmas Eve worship that year, the last one standing. Surprisingly, Bill and Zach have been quick to volunteer to host the staff Christmas party ever since that event. (laughs) And we look forward to it this year. Jesus tells a parable about a host that throws a party. Now, I hope you know that parables are little stories with big messages about God. Jesus tells these little stories that are supposed to tell us about what God is like and what God's kingdom is like. And so here we have this story that Jesus tells about a host that throws a party. And in your own devotional time this week, I hope you will take some time to read just before and after our parable today, because it truly is some of the powerful teachings of Jesus. 
Before our parable, we see that Jesus goes to a dinner party and he's watching all the disciples and others jockeying for the best seats in the house and he has something to say about that. And then after our parable today, Jesus talks about discipleship, what it means to follow him. And we learn that following Jesus won't always be easy, that it will cost us some things. But here we are in the midst of that is this little story Jesus tells about somebody who throws a great party. And he didn't just say, I got nothing else going on, y'all come over tonight. No, this was an event. He has sent invites, he has cleaned the house, he's ordered the food, he's got the candles lit, he sends out his servant, go and tell everybody the party's ready, y'all come. But they don't. Excuses, excuses. Lots of excuses. Listen to these excuses. Uh, I bought a piece of land and I need to go see it. Sorry, can't make it. I just got married recently. Sorry, can't make it. Uh, I have five oxen I want to try out in the field. Sorry, can't make it. These are terrible excuses. I, I could have done better than this. In our, our modern ears, we might miss how bad these excuses are, but to first century listeners who first heard this story, they would have known these excuses amount to someone saying, teacher, my dog ate my homework, or I'm sorry, I gotta wash my hair that night. I can't be there. These are terrible excuses, and the host knows that he's getting an excuse. And instead of the host throwing a little pity party of one that no one is coming to his party, he tells his servant to get back out there and invite more. And this time he says, invite the poor, the lame, the blind. You know, the ones who can't pay you back or return the favor. The ones who have used to being picked last for the team. The ones who are used to not being invited to the party. Bring them all to the celebration, he says. So the servant does what he's told. He invites all those people to come to the host's great banquet, and they do. And then as they're all coming in, the servant reports, hey, look, look around here, host. There's still some room for more. Let's bring more, the host says. Keep on inviting. And the story ends with the servant being sent back out to go and invite more. And I asked myself this week, where do I see myself in this story? Where do I see, where do I fit? Am I the person that offered excuses? I'm pretty good at excuses. How about you? Are you good at offering excuses? I can't help. I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. Works too hard. I can't give. I don't have much. Someone else can step up. Can't serve. Not my gift. I can't come because the cats lost last night. I can't come because the cats won last night. It's too hot. It's too, okay, it is pretty hot today. It's too hot, it's too cold, or the most famous church excuse of all, we've never done it that way before. I'm good at excuses. I could go for days with excuses. How about you? You good with making excuses a lot? You know, in our first gathering we held in October for families uh, who love someone who struggle with addiction, 
we had an invited guest, an addiction counselor, and she wrote a word I was sort of expecting to hear on the board. She wrote denial on the board. And then she said, we have to remember that the addict and also often the addict's family are really good at denial. And she said, of course, denial stands for don't even know I'm lying. Jesus says the host invites people to the party and all he hears is a bunch of excuses. People are in denial about how much and how quick they are to offer an excuse to the host. And then there's another group in this story. And maybe this is the group you connect with. Maybe today you feel like you are the ones shocked that you're invited, surprised that he wants you to me? I'm welcome at this banquet? Maybe you've wondered, am I welcome? Maybe you know what it feels like to be passed over, uninvited, disinvited, told that you don't belong. If you've even known that feeling one time in your life, you don't forget that feeling of not being invited. Just look at the list that Jesus tells. The servant is to invite. They have no money, no power, no status, no standing, no respect, no community, no belonging, nobodies. That's who the host tells to go get, nobodies. Bring them in, the host says to the servant, bring them all in. The host wants everybody who wants to be at the banquet to be there. And the story ends with the servant being sent back out to go find more because the host says, hey, there's still room for more. There's still room for more. So the servant is going back out into the streets to try and find more. A few months ago, I was talking to someone who lives in another town who has friends in Hopkins County. And he said to me, Kira, I gotta tell you, First Christian Church has a reputation. And I thought, oh, a reputation? Anybody talking about a church any day, I think is a pretty good thing. So I said, oh, what is our reputation? Is it our wonderful music? Is it our community service and outreach? Is it our fabulous preschool? Is it the lady minister who laughs at all her own jokes? What is our reputation? And he said, you take everybody. And I paused. I was touched, actually. I, I, I honestly cannot think of a more wonderful thing to hear. And I said that. I said, that is a really wonderful thing to say. And he said, well, I agree with you. Of course, the person saying it didn't intend it that way. Oh, suddenly I heard it with a new meaning. Anybody. Now, I don't know who said it. I didn't even ask because it doesn't even matter. Because the truth is, there's no time for wasting. Church, there is no time for wasting because we have work to do. Because the host, the host of all times and places, has set the table for us. He set the table for you. And you are invited. And not a one of us here, not a single one of us, has earned our invitation 
to the party. Nope. But it doesn't mean that it comes without a cost. No, he has sacrificed much for you, the invited guests. The truth is, he's heard your excuses. Oh, he's heard them all. All he cares about is that you join the celebration. And you know what? The servant is right. There is still room for more. Amen. Amen.